Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to Al-Bayan Live. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very pleased today to be joined by my dear brother, Sheikh Muhammad Dua. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam, rahmatullah, Sheikh. How are you? Alhamdulillah. It's good to have you back. Barakallahu feek. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while, yeah. It's good to see you again. <laughs> alhamdulillah. With Ramadan around the corner, inshallah, we will see the Sheikh much more. Uh, and since we just mentioned Ramadan, today is the 10th of Sha'ban, which means under what, three weeks to Ramadan, Sheikh. It's no. crept up quickly, hasn't it? Subhanallah, without a doubt. And uh, as we know, the month of Sha'ban is the month of preparation for the blessed month of Ramadan. Uh, and just as we take advantage of Ramadan, we should be take ad- taking advantage of the month of Sha'ban as well. Sheikh, with Ramadan around the corner, yeah. it's, it's fitting that we speak about the Qur'an. And this is our topic for today, the heaviness of the Qur'an. Why did you choose this particular topic, Sheikh? Naam. Uh, as you mentioned, Sheikh, as we know, the blessed month of Ramadan, it does revolve around the Book of Allah Azza wa Jal uh, in many ways and forms. Uh, first and foremost, uh, it's considered to be the month of the Qur'an because the Qur'an was revealed in the month of Ramadan. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, the month of Ramadan in which uh, the Qur'an was sent down uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he received his uh, first revelation uh, in the blessed month uh, of Ramadan and also from the aspect that uh, we as Muslims uh, are known to increase in reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the blessed uh, month whether it's in our taraweeh prayers or, or the individual reciting of the book uh, for because of uh, these uh, couple of points, we, we chose to speak about very briefly uh, the, the background of the Qur'an and uh, the value of the Qur'an uh, in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also to speak about how Allah azza wa jal uh, had prepared Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before giving him this uh, great thing which is his book. That's a huge and important and beautiful topic, Sheikh. So let's get into it. Where do we start? Tayyip. First and foremost, if we were to look at some of the verses that Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about regarding the, his book, the Quran, uh, and he gives a couple of ex- examples as to how heavy uh, the Quran is. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَىٰ جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِّنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ and this verse uh, translates uh, in its meaning. The translation is that if we send down this Quran uh, to the mountains, then verily you would find the mountains uh, humble and crumble uh, from the greatness of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is an indication that the mountains themselves would not be able to carry this Quran uh, because of how heavy it is, heavy in meaning and heavy in uh, in value. And this is what Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, uh, mentioned uh, regarding this verse where he, he said uh, the mountains with all their might and power. And when you look at a mountain, Sheikh, we've all seen mountains and some larger than others and some of them are magnificent as a creation in size and power and strength. 
And Ibn, uh, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, says, the mountain with all its size and strength and power, it cannot carry uh, this Qur'an. For this is an indication to show uh, how heavy the word of Allah Azza wa Jal really uh, is. Uh, and that's uh, an indication as to uh, why we as Muslims must take the book of Allah Azza wa Jal uh, seriously. And we must يعني, uh, practice and implement uh, to the best of our ability the laws of the Qur'an uh, since it is not something to be taken lightly if the mountains themselves could not carry it. Allahu Akbar. And, and the mountains shook and, and were fearful and were, uh, you know, how can you say, like uh, humbled by the Qur'an which shows that as Muslims, as believers uh, with hearts, we ask Allah to purify our hearts, they should be receptive of the Qur'an and therefore the Qur'an should have an effect on our hearts. Without a doubt, 100% Sheikh, and that's the purpose of the Qur'an being revealed. Yani, yes, it's, uh, it is a heavy word and it is a heavy amana uh, that Allah Azza wa Jal gave uh, to mankind, but the, the, the reality is that uh, this Qur'an was sent down for us to implement. It was sent down for us to practice. For, for the Qur'an uh, was not sent down uh, merely for its recitation only, even though that was part of the reason for its revelation. But beyond the recitation of the Qur'an and the memorizing of the Qur'an is its implementation first and foremost, uh, and to live by its laws. As, as Aisha radiallahu anha, uh, when she described the character of the Prophet she said his character was the Qur'an, meaning he lived by the Qur'an. And that's what we should يعني, be trying to, to, to fulfill in our lives as Muslims, uh, to to implement the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are found in the Qur'an and the Sunnah in our daily lives. Excellent, Shaykh. Where do we move to next, Shaykh, after this uh, beautiful first point? Nah. Uh, we move on, Shaykh, to another example that Allah Azza wa Jal uh, gives uh, regarding our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and uh, him giving him the book. Uh, and we know that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he fulfilled the message that Allah Azza wa Jal gave to him uh, and he uh, kept the trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusted him with. But in one of the verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّ سَنُلْقِ عَلَيْكَ قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا And this is another example to show the the heaviness of the Qur'an and the fact that the Qur'an is not an amusement and it's not a joke and it's not something to be taken lightly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that uh, verily we will send down to you a heavy word. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it a heavy word. And uh, when we look into the sunnah and the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we actually find the reality of this verse into how the Prophet sallallahu would receive the revelation. Uh, and as uh, you are aware, Shaykh, uh, the many examples of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, like uh, sweating in the in cold nights when the revelation would come down to him, uh, or يعني, his camel um, being forced to sit on the ground while he was on it receiving revelation, and uh, um, the the hadith of uh, Zaid ibn Thabit radiyallahu taala anhu, where he he mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam's 
uh, thigh was resting on his thigh when the revelation came down to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and it was so hard on the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that his his body tensed up. And Zaid radiallahu anhu said, uh, "I I thought that my leg was going to break from the pressure of the Prophet sallallahu leg uh, upon his." Uh, these examples, Sheikh, are without a doubt an indication that the Quran is heavy. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it was uh, not an easy task for him to, to accept uh, the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And because of its greatness and the fact that it is the word of Allah Azza wa Jal, the Lord of the uh, heavens and the earth, his word without a doubt is heavy. And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would go through uh, these types of experiences when the revelation would be sent down to him. Sheikh, after these first few points that, that the Quran should humble us and affect us and that the Quran is heavy and how the Prophet ﷺ received it uh, early on in the mission and, and the effects it had on him. Where does that lead us into, you know, uh, as Muslims, how should we, you know, having this in mind, what's next for us after these very, very important points that you mentioned? These these examples, Sheikh, uh, they are there in the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ and in these verses... Uh, for for the Muslim to to try to comprehend and understand the value of this book, that this this Quran, yani it is our way of life, and it is it is uh, there for us to to practice to the best of our ability. And uh, the next points that we want to speak about, Sheikh, are the preparation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before he actually gave him the book. And these preparations are a sign that this book is not easy and it is heavy. And in order for the Prophet ﷺ to receive it from Allah, he, Allah Azza wa Jal, had to prepare the Prophet ﷺ beforehand, uh, before he received the revelation. And that's what we learned throughout the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ before being sent as a messenger of Allah. It was all a preparation from his young childhood until he got sent as a messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was preparing Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to receive this heavy word. So Shaykh, can we say now, before you mention you know, how Allah was preparing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that as believers, we need to completely benefit from this Qur'an, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have certain etiquettes, manners, and guidelines towards the Qur'an that we must be implementing. Can we say that? Without a doubt, Sheikh. Uh, as we mentioned, the Qur'an was is revealed first and foremost for that reason. Like uh, a lot of our brothers and sisters, we find uh, Allahumma barik, uh, they may be very dedicated to reciting the book of Allah Azza wa Jal or even memorizing uh, the Qur'an, uh, but this is not enough. The, the recitation of the Qur'an or the memorizing of the Qur'an is not enough uh, it must be accompanied also with uh, knowledge uh, of the verses, uh, the importance of learning uh, the meaning of the Qur'an 
and that's a whole different topic in itself uh, the importance of tafsir and understanding the words of Allah Azza wa Jal and also the importance of implementation Sheikh um, as we said uh, the Quran was revealed for that reason first and foremost it's a guide it's a book that guides you in <coughs> in <coughs> in life and it is not uh, it is not something uh, that we just uh, read uh, and recite no Sheikh, maybe we'll get back to this point a bit more later on. There's a few things um, you know I w- want to discuss with you. But in regards to the next point you wanted to mention, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepared the Prophet throughout his life, even from his youth, to receive this Qur'an. Where do we start here with this? How, no. how did Allah prepare the Prophet sallam, for the heaviness, for the Qur'an in general? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-Hakim. He is all-wise. And uh, there is no doubt that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepared the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the best way possible in order for him to receive uh, this amana, this uh, this revelation uh, from his Lord. Uh, from uh, the examples uh, that the scholars uh, have mentioned is first and foremost the angels uh, splitting the chest, the beloved chest of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to remove the effect of shaitan from his heart and this uh, as we know it happened uh, to him as a child and then again it happened uh, in his uh, older age Uh, and this was in order to prepare him uh, to receive uh, the revelation Uh, and in order to receive the revelation uh, it was obligatory that his uh, heart was purified uh, and pure uh, in order to be able to accept this pure book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down. So without a doubt, from the greatest of ways that Allah prepared him was by removing the effect of shaitan from him. uh, And that happened in the incident of the splitting of his chest. So this is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was preparing the Prophet to receive uh, the Quran by removing the influences of, of shaitan. No. Is there anything else through his life that prepared him for this moment, Shaykh? Naam, without a doubt. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ himself mentioned that before he, he, he received the Quran, uh, the, the revelation would come to him uh, through the effect of truthful dreams. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said it in a hadith that the first thing which occurred from the revelation was the truthful dreams. Uh, he would not see a dream except that it would occur like the break of dawn, as Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha narrated. For the Prophet sallallahu would see a dream and then that dream would happen like the break of dawn. So it would happen uh, precisely. Uh, as the Prophet Wasallam saw it. So before him receiving the actual book of Allah Azza wa Jal, the revelation began in the form of truthful dreams and that was from the preparation uh, before he received the opening verses of the Quran when Jibreel alayhi salam came down with Iqra. Now, Sheikh, so Iqra was the first revelation. This is uh, the true dreams as a way of, of the Prophet Wasallam being prepared. What about also how the Prophet Sallallahu also uh, it was made beloved to him to be secluded Naam. and to 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 in the month of Ramadan go up to the mountain of uh, or the cave of Hira 
How is that uh, linked to benefiting or being ready to receive the Quran, Sheikh? Without a doubt, and uh, Allah barik fiq, Sheikh, that was actually the next point. And you hit the nail on the head, alhamdulillah. Uh, one of the, the ways that Allah prepared the Prophet ﷺ was he made seclusion beloved to him. Uh, and we have to understand that seclusion being made beloved to the Prophet Muhammad wasallam uh, that happened because he lived in an environment and in a time where it was filled with um, shirk and idol worship. So in order for the Prophet ﷺ to be prepared for this mission uh, to bring uh, the true message of Islam, uh, Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, he began uh, preferring to be uh, secluded and away uh, from uh, this type of environment. Uh, and without a doubt, that was one of the great things that assisted him uh, in 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 preparation for for the book of Allah Azza wa Jal, for he would go to uh, Mount Hira and he would seclude himself there oh, okay. once a year for an entire month. Oh, so okay. that's what he will do. He would go to the Mount of Hira for one month a year. He would worship Allah Azza wa Jal upon the Milla of Ibrahim. So the Prophet Sallam. Uh, before he would receive the revelation, he would go into seclusion and he would worship Allah Azza wa Jal by exalting him and glorifying him uh, upon the way of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him as a prophet and a messenger. What I really like in that narration, Sheikh, is when Aisha said until he received, correct me if I'm wrong, the haqq. No. Is that the wording of it? Is that the right hadith? I'm not sure, Sheikh. I think I in Bukhari, yeah. No. Alam, but uh, Sheikh, I remember going over what Ibn Hajar said, the benefits of the Prophet وسلم, going to the mountain of Hira. And you mentioned some of them. One of them is seclusion. One of them is uh, worship, tafakkur. And he could actually at that time see the house directly, meaning he could see Baytullah, the Kaaba directly. No. So this shows us as Muslims, we need that alone time sometimes within the boundaries of the Sharia to truly benefit from, from you know, worship, especially uh, the greatest book, uh, the Quran. Shaykh, after mentioning seclusion, what else, or going to the mountain of Hira, sorry, no. being prepared for the Quran, what is another, what is, what's next on our discussion point? I have one more point regarding the preparation, Shaykh. Excellent. Uh, and it's, uh, it's quite an amazing one that the ulama have uh, mentioned and that is the the rocks making taslim to That's the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam before being sent as a messenger of allah azza wa jal nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself he said i remember a rock in mecca which would uh, make salam to me before i was sent as a messenger of allah for subhanallah the the fact that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would allow the the things like the trees and the rocks and whatever else to greet the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This was a uh, an indication of his prophecy sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the fact that Allah azza wa jal was uh, preparing him uh, for something uh, that is great uh, and that's why this was limited to our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And he subhanallah he. Uh, uh, he still remembered the rock in Mecca when he was in Medina. He spoke about it and he said, I remember a rock in Mecca that used to give me salam before being sent as a messenger of Allah. For these are some of the points, Sheikh, which indicate to Allah Azza wa Jal's preparation of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
before giving him uh, this great trust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusted him with. And uh, uh, we chose to speak about this Shaykh uh, so that we as Muslims can understand uh, somewhat the the value of the Quran and we appreciate the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the greatest way that we appreciate Allah's book is not by wearing it or hanging it up in our house or whatever, using it as a decoration. The greatest way to appreciate the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by reciting it, memorizing it, understanding, learning its meanings and its uh, tafsir, and most importantly, implementing uh, its halal and staying away from its haram. Jazakallah khairan, Sheikh. Just uh, you know, to uh, enlighten our listeners regarding uh, the hadith of Aisha regarding the first revelation, it was it's in Sahih Bukhari, Hatta Ja'uhul Haq. No. After he used to go to seclu- in seclusion and the uh, true dreams, and he used to go to the mountains until they came to him, uh, the truth, the re- the early, the first revelation no. in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Sheikh, I'd like to thank you for being with us. Uh, are we going to do a part two of this, or this is the heaviness of the Quran? Maybe we'll do something different related okay, to the Quran. Inshallah, add another topic related to the Quran. Actually, I think it's ideal f- to speak more about the Quran and preparing for the no. Quran and how you can truly benefit. Uh, uh, from the Quran in Ramadan because because many of our ulama they mentioned that to truly benefit from the Quran in Ramadan you should prepare no. you know and and they said you should start in Rajab you no. know. it should be throughout the whole year but especially no. as leading into Ramadan no. start by increasing your daily reading of the Quran your daily reading of the tafsir if you're able to even no. translation of the meanings so it's all a preparation no. to get there so maybe we can you know uh, ways to to prepare no. For Ramadan with the Quran, without a doubt, Sheikh, um, you you basically hit the nail on the head again. In nor whenever something is great as an event in a person's life, there's no doubt they prepare for it. Even when we apply that to worldly affairs, like if someone's getting married, for example, the preparation that goes into the wedding is it's yani with most people, it's a lot. Uh, the sisters preparing for their wedding, the the brothers preparing for the walima, uh, getting a job, going for a job interview. People prefer people prepare for important events in their life, and what can possibly be more important and greater than these mawasim, these uh, times and dates that Allah Azza wa Jal set for the believers uh, as an opportunity for them to get closer to Him and to have their sins forgiven. For there's no doubt that these are the things that require the greatest type of preparation. And that's why the month of Sha'ban, and as you said, Sheikh, even from the month of Rajab, the Muslims should be getting in the zone, as they say, uh, getting ready for the month of Ramadan. And as Ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the great companion said, when the month of Sha'ban entered, the Muslims used to, and whenever a Sahabi says that, he's referring to the Sahaba, because there was no one before them except the companions. He said, he said the Muslims used to, يعني إنكبوا على المصاحف. إذا دخل شعبان كان المسلمون إذا دخل شعبان إنكبوا على المصاحف. The Muslims used to, whenever the month of Sha'ban enters, they would fall onto the Mus'haf. And that's a, a heavy uh, description to show how committed they were to the Book of Allah, starting from now, so that they can have it locked and tight 
in the month of Ramadan. That's a beautiful way to finish today's discussion. Sheikh, before we finish this weekend, ASWJ College in Belmore, weekend workshop, Saturday, Sunday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. You're doing the Fuk of Ramadan on Sunday. Is that right, Sheikh? Yes, inshallah, bi-ithnillah. Our, our brothers and sisters are invited, inshallah. It's open for men and women. Uh, on Saturday, uh, Sheikh Khalid Muhammad will be beginning with the fiqh of zakat. Perfect. And inshallah on Sunday, uh, I will follow it Sunday morning uh, with uh, the fiqh of Ramadan. And obviously, when we say the fiqh of zakat and fiqh of Ramadan, it's ru'us al-aqlam. It's yani, just uh, points, uh, main, main points, main headlines, points. Yeah. Regarding it, because as we know, our, and our brothers and sisters will be well aware that the, the fiqh of zakat and fiqh of Ramadan cannot be summed up in two days. But we will try to deliver um, the most beneficial things um, for our brothers and sisters to benefit regarding these two topics. So this weekend, the 24th and 25th of February, 9am to 12pm on both days, Saturday and Sunday. All brothers and sisters welcome. And the best thing about it, Sheikh, or one of the best things about it, it's absolutely free. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Absolutely so, free. You say you remind me of a commercial. <laughs> that's right. I've been using that a bit. <laughs> yeah. So all the brothers and sisters are welcome to attend here at ASWJ College in Belmore, right next door to or Masjid Al-Azhar, Belmore, 172B, Belwood Road, Belmore. And before we finish, Sheikh, you've got a lesson in, in 10 minutes. No, Is that right? Inshallah, bi-ithnillah, we'll be continuing our sharh, our explanation of Kitabul Iman, the book of Iman from Sahih Muslim, which is a subject dedicated to the aqidah of a Muslim. That's every Tuesday night after Maghrib at Masjid Al-Azhar Bilmore. And the good thing about that, Sheikh, is that it's live on al Radio. So if you stick around on the radio after Maghrib Adan, inshallah, you can listen live on Al Bayan Radio. We'd like to thank the Sheikh one more time and our tech team. Barakallah fikum. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.